Welcome to episode nine of Mandy's Book Club. You said. Welcome, welcome to episode nine of Chopwood Carry Waters podcast. That's what you say, ready? You go Chopwood Carry Water, and I go Mandy's Book Club, and then you go Murder on the Dog. Okay, okay, I got it. How is this nine episodes, and we can't do it? Okay, um, take two. What? How is this nine episodes? And you can't do it. Don't put me under the bus, right? You've never rehearsed this. This is rehearsed in nine months. <laughs> okay. Welcome to episode nine of. <laughs> John Wood Carry Water. Mandy's Book Club. Murder on the Dodgems. Nailed it. This started, week. started very high. So what Seven we need to high. do. Um, you know, been doing a lot of research on making a successful, commercially successful podcast. Yeah. By that I've done none. But yeah. I think we should start with like a, a hook that we then leave <clears throat> as a cliffhanger till the end to guarantee people make it past 30 seconds. What? This week, Mickey reveals all in an unfiltered shockumentary about... Let's go for it. Life in a university working from home. Yeah. Not really, you could get sacked for that. Mm, no, because at the end I'll just be like, it's great. Ah, we should do a section where <coughs> just ask people to send an out of context email they've received during the pandemic from work. That would be brilliant. And we'll read them out. Yeah. Anyway, stay tuned to the end. Yeah, find out more about that <laughs> in three hours. <laughs> um, so you had lots to talk about this week. You said you had a list. Yeah, I binned it off. I don't like it. Oh. Why? I, you know, I like to let the universe dictate where the conversation goes. That's a lot of pressure. Do you want to hear the results of the poll we did yesterday? Oh yes. What poll did we do yesterday? So I put up a post about what we talked about last week in terms of spoke about filtering on, on social media. Do you filter? And the idea that you don't always put your best self out there because you're worried what your other followers are going to think. Then I was put, did you filter? Do you filter yourself on Instagram or social media? Do you know the results? 80% of people said yeah they do. 80%? That's a lot. Now name the people that don't and we will critique their social media. Two, don't, don't. Two. I'm not going to. My dad says he doesn't so let's go through his posts now. And you could be like oh. The two people that voted no. I, I get it. No, not that isn't it. I get it. But yeah that makes sense. So spoke to someone yesterday who had a really refreshing view. They're, uh, they have Facebook, but they rarely use it. Mm. And uh, I think they summed up, maybe they're more evolved because they said that they logged into Facebook and the first thing they saw was that they had 70 notifications. 70? So they just deleted the app. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with this. And they said that basically they figured if it was anything they need to know, someone would have phoned them. That's fair enough though. Yeah. They, they probably missed 70 people's birthdays in that time. But I think that's okay if you live out in the sticks on a self-sufficient farm what if and you you're own, doing your own thing. If you miss people's birthdays? Oh no, not that I miss oh, it. Sorry. Like if you want to be switched up, but I, I don't know, maybe that person watches loads of the news or... Mm. Yeah. But after that poll, you can see why Instagram can be problematic and well social media can be problematic if everyone's filtering what they're putting hmm 
well not only filtering but being influenced and pressed you know this you can you can't move for falling over yourself for people telling you the oh, kind really of like don't don't take what you see online as real life and all these things and it's it goes back and forth but it's also become a thing to do that's disingenuous yeah 100% my favourite at the moment is body positive people who are I don't know much about humans but they're in they're completely normal not like you know they might be I can't say any dress size now without being really controversial. Yeah, don't say dress size. Don't put them Someone who is, appears to be in good health and mm. has a completely normal, healthy body, yeah. and they'll be like, oh, look, it's all just about angles. Mm. And then you think, yeah, it's easy for you to walk around in your bikini because mm -hmm. you're not struggling. And then yeah. I saw someone come back saying they'd done a post being like, actually, I have rolls from all angles, mm. not just when I sit in a certain way. Yeah. But it must be really hard if you are struggling with your body image to see people that you would potentially think well that that's what I'd like to look like mm. that and they're saying like, you know I have a really hard time yeah like oh I think I'm really fat I really struggle with myself but and they're not they're only yeah exactly be like, but you're looking at them and, as like and a you can see them kind of lean over me like look, look at these mm -hmm. oh see and it's like when did you ever take oh can I just say though um I was gonna make I you were going to make those posts. No, yeah. No, but I was looking at whether you could do a timeline of people from how you used to pose in photos yeah. to how people pose now. And okay. I was going to use you because I thought this would be funny. Don't and I found one me. the other day that Wait, absolutely creased me. Of me? Yeah. Why? Why? Because I think uh, this is interesting. So you know, you know the thing I'm that so girls do when they have photos. Yeah, but they crouch so, down really low. Can I just say, right, <laughs> in my, my defence, I'll tell you what happens in those scenarios is... People say, you're too tall, Mickey. That A and 1 that happens, being 2, um, it only takes... Oh, it only takes one person to do, to like kneel, like go a little bit lower, and it just, everyone has to. So it's a one initiative. Pretty sure that's how... Uh, Things like the third Reich started. <laughs> Don't compare you, my posing and pictures. You need to stand to tall Reich. and just be like, no. Right, so come on then. Bully me, what are you going to say no, about I'm not gonna say. posing and pictures? Well, I just, I laughed too much <coughs> when I saw the picture of oh, you. Because you're in like heels, like weird boot type heels, and you're just your legs are turned one way, and then you've awkwardly half squatted and looked up. But the camera's not even that high, and it's just it's just a bunch of girls standing around, all halfway through a squat, but dressed up posh. I hate you so much no, right but now. If you're friends with me on Facebook, do not. I'll put this in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just how did that happen? That people were like what we need to do. I don't know. It, it's like felt short, might delete later. I don't care. Someone should just Photoshop in coal mine, like that you're all in a coal mining or like, put <laughs> like hats a low on. Ceiling. Yeah, low ceiling and hats and lights on. People, but will people be like in the future? You know, if loads of people died and we were left with a few people and humanity had to rebuild and then they discovered social media and they're like, uh, I think what do you think in the future people will be like, yeah, it's very clear from the evidence that what happened was over time 
women's spines started to crumble <laughs> and their legs gave way so they could no longer carry children and then the human race died out. Oh god. And you can see it and they'll be like, I like, feel attacked to be honest. It's one photo. Yeah but I feel like I'm not Don't get, the main I'm, culprit. I haven't got to boomerangs yet. <laughs> Don't get me started on boomerangs. Molly Harrison if you're listening I ain't participating in your boomerangs anymore. Um, this is going to be the trailer for the podcast. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Isn't there like three, two, one? <laughs> and there's always someone just blinking at the wrong. <laughs> blinking. They just blinking at the wrong. Time. Honestly, boomerang was the worst invention for social media ever. But it's brilliant when when you <laughs> when it's not a gaggle of people just it's wiggling awful. a door. I hate it. Well, not if you're doing epic stuff, like... Name a time a boomerang has ever been like, oh, that looks awesome. People jumping off stuff and rebounding back up. I've never seen a good one. People always do it at the wrong time, so it just looks like they're doing, like, a weird... I'm not I saying you follow waste, the wrong people. It's a waste of people's time, basically. But, yeah, but look at that. It's really interesting, isn't it, that you, in a photo, are like, well, if one person crouches down, we've all got to do it. If you're in the front row. I think that's what policemen are like. Well, if one cop shoots an unarmed person... Do you want me to take a more team sports approach to being in the front row? What, where you all kneel and we'll, you... We're kneeling and I'll fold my arms, but you've got to, like, put your arm... Your, you've got to put... This is... Genuinely, I learned this from the boys' rugby team in uni. You put if your you arm put, behind your biceps. Yeah, and you've got much bigger biceps. I mean, I'd like to see you try and make your friends do that. Like, oh, no, they won't do it. Oh, uh, can you all, like... <laughs> no, you put your knee face in this way. I'll put mine that way. Um, Who gets no. to hold the ball? And someone in the middle has to put their hands like this. Who don't gets they? to hold the ball? Doesn't the captain sit in the middle? <laughs> yeah, and holds the ball. I've got a team sports photo of me and the rugby team sitting. I think we all sit cross-legged. Put like that this. in the show notes. Everyone needs to see that in the show notes. I've got. I've got a few team sports. Grey bouffant hair in it. We had to in ours went, but uh, no. I've got a few team sports ones, but they're all like on chairs and stuff. In your trophy room. <laughs> I've got a few. You go into Mickey's house and there's like, uh, just take your pick. There's They're just actually a wall. on my parents' wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them are quite nice. I've got me and my sister in it. So They're quite nice. Did your parents How's spend... I? Sorry, episode minutes. nine is not going to be called the one where we just bullied... The wall Mickey. of fame. <laughs> where we just bullied Mickey relentlessly for 90 minutes. I think, so get whatever you need to say okay, about this out of the way. If we went for the rest of the year, every week the photo for the podcast was a team sports photo, <laughs> would I need to contribute one? <laughs> I'll tell you what we should do. We'll find... Can we I'm add... not saying yes. this now. Can we add... I'm out. Oh, go on. Is this when you were in the croquet team? So like, should we dig out? Let's... Should we? Yeah, I'll, I'll just go around your parents' house and dig out. Right. Um, the scrapbook. My mum made. And when I've been mentioned in the newspaper playing team sports. <laughs> and we can put... So we'll just do the episode name. And then in the show notes we'll just have the write-up from that game. By you, by Impressive defensive perfor- performance from Michaela James. Yep. Scored three goals. Michaela James. I don't so know you I, play cricket. <laughs> Um, I never scored three goals, I wasn't there. Yeah, don't, no one's going to believe that anyway. Um, by dig out, do you mean take off the mantelpiece? Uh, by dig out, I mean open up the cupboard that it lives in, yeah. <laughs> do you mean like remove <laughs> from the wall? Yeah, the scrapbook's not on the wall. 
I'm surprised. It's that... easily accessible though. Why don't you donate it to the Hereford Library for the archives? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Actually, you should probably it. give it to your biographer to start now. Get a head start on it. Yeah, who's writing my biography? Um, Neville Southall. <laughs> it's the first team sports person I can think of. It, have I combined two people there? Is yes. that real? Who do you mean? I don't know. Do mean... Neville Southall. Friends no. of Paul Scholes. Hold on. Have you combined Gary Neville? No. And Paul Southall. I have no idea who you're talking about. Leonardo Messi Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, maybe that. He plays cricket. He plays cricket. And Gary Federer. Anyway. How many different sports have you been into a newspaper with? One. Just, oh, there's only one sport. Uh, when I play football, someone used to write it up. When you played football? Mm hmm. What position did you play? Kicker? Catcher? Left back. In the <laughs> Got their fist. <laughs> I would never have got there. It's quite a niche football joke, I believe. Um, yeah, either played in defence or I played in midfield, but I wasn't actually that good. To be honest. I actually wasn't very good at any of the sports I played. I just tried really hard, so... Turning up is... Turning up is 75% of the effort, I reckon. It's necessary. My dad coached my football team. Right. I already love this. Was the warm-up to madness? <laughs> no, but it was honestly the most rogue coaching you've ever seen in your life. Has, your dad ever been, has the referee had to speak to your dad on the sidelines? No, but my dad just didn't really get football. Like, so we'd turn up and every time, bless him, he'd have the best intentions that he'd be like, on a Thursday he'd say, right, we're going to actually do some training this week. So we're going to do some drills, we're going to do something. And honestly... <laughs> Have you seen the film Kicking and Screaming? No. With Will Ferrell? No. Watch that. Okay. We turned up and it was like, I don't know, 15 girls that were all about 14. And my dad would be like, right, I've set up some up. And be like, now nah, we're just playing a game, Dad, shut up. <laughs> and then every week it would just descend into chaos of us just playing the Against worst dad. game of football <laughs> ever. My dad would just be like, okay, fine, do what you want. Do what you want. I just had visions of your dad like slide tackling teenagers. He also once said, and this, I will never forget this. He, <laughs> this is actually really bad. He would get really told off about this now. We were waiting, we were playing a game and I don't know, it was like a goal kick. And my dad said, why are you all running away from her? She kicks like a girl, it won't go that far. So loudly. <laughs> I, like at the time I was like, oh yeah, fair enough, he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm like, you absolutely cannot say that. Uh, I think it was observational. It was, if he'd left that there, it won't go that far. He'd been fine, wouldn't he? <laughs> she, she kicks like whatever gender they what? choose to. Yeah, he should have said they kick like yeah. they want to. Y yeah, exactly, and it would have been fine. But honestly, who put my dad in charge of a football team? And they'd be like, I'm not doing it, it's just too much. You lot all just put one <laughs> Tune in next week to more of... Mickey Rennes is about playing football. One, I'm just, I'm gonna finish on this story. One time, this should be a video podcast where I just look deadpan. <laughs> One time, it, we, it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, moving on. And my dad's wearing a bubble hat. One of the girls stole his bubble hat. <laughs> Running around, my dad was like, "Can you give it back, please?" And we try to get it. And you know when someone's like in the car and they like drive off, so you try and get in through the door, it didn't have his hat. We bullied him relentlessly. 
<laughs> and he still came back every week. Fair play, Dad. Good job. He's not listening. <laughs> He's not hashtag still listening. If you'd like subtitles for the last <laughs> bizarre rant that just happened, I'll try and try. Basically, she was saying that someone stole her dad's hat <laughs> and then they were driving off and stopping, <laughs> then letting your dad get to the car with the hat. There was no car. There was no car. They were just letting, they were f letting him get close to the hat and then they were running off. And then they, he'd get closer and they'd run off. And then they'd get closer and... This is honestly the worst And it made Mickey's dad sad. So... Sorry. Oh my god. I'm crying. Hang on. Let's, I'll, I'll edit back it. <laughs> oh god. And then, and the hat. <laughs> oh, how we laughed. Should we move on? Because this has been a terrible 20 minute start to the podcast this week. Not for all the teenage football. Me reminiscing about playing team sport. There, team sports. Anyway, good times. Have you seen that I am enough campaign that's going on at the moment? Is it the video you sent me? By night? No. no, it's not. It's um, it's, it's happened over the last few days. So there's a big thing at the moment where, again, this is team sport related. But um, so when they do <laughs> when they do kit launches, they use the male rugby team to advertise the kit, but they use female models to advertise the women's version. They don't use female players. So there's a whole stigma around it now. Is it saying? Is the stigma that? It's implying that models can't play sports. Well, no, it's implying that... I know! Oh, God, it's I thought I was going to have to mansplain this <laughs> to you then. But yeah, so there's, there's a really nice campaign on social media at the moment. If you search for the hashtag I am enough, of women saying that I am enough, I am a role model, not a, mo a model, but you should use me in your advertising campaigns. Or maybe you're just saying that the male football players are ugly. Maybe no, we what? I'm not saying that. What? We've been like, well, they use models for the girls' team. But yes, they but just yes, so why do they use models? They just use the maybe players. Maybe they are. Maybe the players are models. And but they no, just... they, they're not. That's the point. Don't limit their dreams. <laughs> I can't believe you're providing a counter-argument for this. I'm not. Yeah, that's really bad. I'm guessing it was a man that made that decision. Oh, 100%. It was a man. And then the comments... I, I think it's great, but I also think I am enough is a pretty... <laughs> Tagline. I'm enough. It's not very like. It doesn't. Mo you know, if someone said, "What do you want to be when you're older?" I'm I want to be enough. enough. Well, no. I think I am enough. No, I think that that is. I think that, I think that's fine. Not fine. But I think that's a good statement. <laughs> no, but exactly, it's fine. It's. Yeah. I agree with the sentiment wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I'm sad that it's even something we have to do. Yeah, I'm really sad. That it's, and then the comments back on some of those people's posts. So like professional women's rugby players have put up posts being like, you know, really lovely captions that are going to inspire other girls. And then someone has commented on it being like, oh, you'll forget about this when you have kids. Like, you know, they, it's, it's just like completely undermines, you know, and people are being like, oh, well, your sport is just, you're, you're just saying niche words for a niche sport. Like, get over it. I mean... Don't. The general public are just terrible. Yeah. Don't what? What are you? Oh, you started smirking, and I was like, "Christ, he's going to say something." <laughs> so I was like, "Stop." Christ is not a cuss word. Depends on the context. It's I guess. not. That wasn't. That wasn't so were you seeking intervention from a higher power then? No. I'm just stop me saying something. You're like, "Oh well, yeah, I actually Christ, was." <laughs> stop this guy. <laughs> I say that daily to myself. Not being funny, but 
he's too busy to even get involved in like human atrocities, so he's not going to come down and stop me. No, he's really working on the little tiny things he needs to do. That's why he's not doing the big things. <laughs> so, team sports and religion. Oh, Christ. Nailed it. No, right, take that off. Um, I did actually have a topic sent in. Okay, we'll be still get, um, save that for part two. Oh, right, sorry. Because we've not gone round the block on the poll and filtering the social media. Oh, okay. Because someone wanted to reminisce. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we were podcasting? Oh, yeah, we were. Sorry, so, sorry about that. Okay, yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, no, I just think that if 80% of people... Let's, let's generalise this to the whole population. As a researcher, I know that you can definitely do this. It's absolutely fine. Scalable. Yeah, I'll just put this in the limitations of our study. Yeah, we, we only had 10 people answer. No, we didn't. Um, <laughs> yes, if, those, if 80% of people are filtering and putting their best life on Instagram or Facebook... But is it that, do you mean their best life or their fake best life? Oh, their fake best life. But also, like, the highlight reel of your life. So yeah, the best bits of your life. Hmm. You're not going to show the days where you're like, I have done absolutely nothing today except sit in my pants and watch Disney films. No, you're not going to put that. But you're going to be like, oh, I went on this really amazing walk. Yeah. Look what I did in the gym. But social media is not supposed to be a social media. Like, listen to like mm. if you think about the name of it, it's a really difficult one because. Obviously, the world would be much better if it was far more honest. But the problem normally lies with us as individuals. Like, if you are torturing yourself, if you, so the people that struggle and kind of go down on a downward spiral because of what they're consuming on social media is. A problem that is probably man probably existed before. You know, mm. if you're looking at social media and comparing yourself, so the whole comparison is the death of joy. Yeah. Quote. It's difficult because the nature of social media was never to be. Here's an honest documentation no. of my life. It's not social documentation. No. For some people, it is. So you don't get to dictate what. If someone wants to put a highly curated feed you know photographers so photographers that have accounts mm -hmm. when instagram first started not fit i mean i wasn't that early in the doctor but pretty early because i'm really old i was anti people taking photographs with a camera and, and uploading to instagram. instagram it felt like cheating yeah and i was like oh i thought the constraints were that you had to take it with your phone because mm -hmm. i think originally you couldn't there wasn't like a ch chance to like you couldn't get it from a gallery you could just take the photo oh okay um, and then Casey Neistat launched Beam, which mm -hmm. was an unfiltered, you couldn't, you, you uh, held your phone against your chest and it yeah. would trigger the recording. Oh, that's cool. And then it would automatically post it. Mm. So you had no, it was just supposed mm. to document. But that's not what people necessarily want. No. And actually, you can draw inspiration from social media. And I think we talked about it before where if some, even if someone was like, well, I'm only climbing this mountain for the ground. Mm. At least you climbed the mountain. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, where do you put the responsibility? Because the age that people are on there, the general mental health of the population, there's like, who is going to decide where the line is of 
what's manipulating and having a negative impact because someone posted last night about should these adverts for fillers be allowed oh uh, what on social on media yeah as like a targeted advertisement as like a sponsored ad thing or even as content i guess well yeah that's true um and then another post that was in reels was a model who showed the difference in their face from different lenses so all camera lenses oh uh, yeah change the way change the shape of your face because of the shape of the lens and they were saying that there's not i don't know some scientists will know this but you've probably never seen yourself as you truly look to others yeah and it's quite dramatic the shape of the woman's face changing mm -hmm. but the idea that social media should be completely wrong because it goes two ways doesn't it you have people that post this basically there's a lot of people running it as a business so they're like here's my perfect life my favorite there's a shining the influencer it's not like she knows me um, well, she's a she's a mum blogger right i don't know if that's a derogatory term or a positive term no i well i see the i see the phrase mummy blogger used in a positive way all the time she, you know she makes her money from posting on instagram and I doing ads if this is the person you're talking about i think you've shown me them before um and she was sponsored by a crisp company for an ad oh um <laughs> and the picture was her sitting on the floor at the foot of her bed on a rug with a record player clearly not plugged in and a carefully laid out assortment of records and three giant back like big you know sharing yeah. bags of crispy like mm, i love hashtag ad i love I, lo I love nothing more than enjoying my whatever crisps yeah whilst kicking back and this is, and it was the the most bizarre it's not real life. There's like no, who sits? Who, does uh, who that? sits? You know, kind of side saddle on the floor, pretending to listen to vinyl with three bags of crisps. Yeah, that's really bizarre. You know, I do. But, ha I have a bit of an issue with the bloggers. The photo was great. You know, it was. It was a lovely good, picture. Good colours. You know, well set up and everything. But I think, so you've got like that level of wild lying mm -hmm. where you're like. I think you bought you probably bought the record player for this photo. Yeah. Um but then the other side is you got people you know, like maybe a more honest one would be her in the back of a car shoveling some crisps on the yeah, way. Yeah, be like, This is how I I have to eat these on the way to the school pickup because I have but a yeah, chance. But they're to really eat tasty today. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um but then you have other people that will monetize it by being Oh, I'm so I'm so raw, I'm so honest. Mm. Oh, I was sitting naked on the sofa <laughs> on my 15th hour netflix on my 80th packet of crisps yeah and they're they're disingenuous or what they do is you've got people that are setting unattainable standards of living like that's depressing because everyone f falls short of like their pinterest worthy house mm -hmm. and then you've got other people that are normalizing negative behavior yeah there's like two ends of the spectrum, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and so I, the, and like I don't see any... Like, the alcoholic parents... Yeah. Instagram accounts are like, oh, it's too... I need a gin. Oh, it's, too, it's, it's, five, gin it's five o'clock somewhere. Or just the whole notion of you are documenting that a lot of the time you hate your children. Yeah. And that is on the internet forever. Yeah. Imagine like if you went back now and found out there was a secret paper version of Instagram when you were growing up. Yeah, my parents, were, like, parents my were just kids like, kids are a pain in the ass. 
Thursday evening. Mickey's Sorry. dad. Someone stole my hat. Some fucking they? kid. <laughs> really sad. Um, yeah, imagine he was like, oh, had to see a therapist again this week. Oh, uh, God, don't. Little Shanice don't. took my beanie. That actually makes me sad. I got really sad thinking about that then. No. Yeah, there's, but yeah. I think there's a danger to putting that on the internet. So, where does the responsibility lie? And what I'm trying to allude back to is that schools. Um, I thought we were going to make it through a whole episode without mentioning schools, considering that it's been on our agenda for the last two. But the idea that how do you encourage people to become more resilient and take a critical view of what they're doing? Mm. Because you're never going to be able to fix the internet to be completely on it. And mm. I think aspirational content is important and filtered photos of landscapes. And it is hard. Yeah, People I think there like is a place for that. I think that there is... Yeah, there is a place for those sort that sort of content, but b- being able to educate people enough to b- to be able to see that that there is a filter on that, or being able to see that that's potentially not a healthy behaviour to have, you know, like so y- going back to the one we were talking about, you know, like the abs and the rolls thing. So you see so many pictures of people on Instagram being like, uh, people want to show off how they look, but then I saw one from. A female crossfitter from the UK and she was like guys like it's all well and good having eight abs but like I haven't been able to get pregnant because I had eight abs and I, my body fat percentage is so low but nobody's talking about it like no one's having a conversation about how that standard of looking is actually impacting on a load of females health and like reproductive organs and mm-hmm. their life essentially you know like being able to see that yeah it looks amazing to be in that sort of shape but the repercussions that come with it being able to educate people enough to be like well that's actually not a sustainable way to live and if you want to have kids potentially you need to look at the dangers of being that way yeah. but, there, but, there, but there is also a place for that kind of content for people to aspire to then be like oh I'd want to look like that so I need to work harder you know that, that sort of thing but also is it you know it's the conversation of I want to look like that mm. is in opposition to I want to be able to do something so yeah. what can you do because you can look like that by emaciating yourself yeah so it's the means don't justify the ends mm-hmm. but the on the flip side then you've got a, an even more difficult conversation where you, you know the whole health and body shaming you know the the notion you shouldn't have to discuss the fact that all people have value regardless of mm-hmm. how they look. Yeah. But at the more the pendulum swings on all topics, the more polarising it becomes and the less room there is to have discussion. So at the moment, if you were to travel to the Earth from another planet and read what's going on, mm. you would see a huge surge in body positivity, acceptance, compassion. And then there's people that will make the you know talking about your the way you look is not a measure of your health yeah which is completely true but there's also now a global pandemic which is disproportionately killing people who who are obese yeah so the argument is really difficult to balance of like how do you you don't want to you don't want to 
talk to people in a way that is saying there's any one right way but if we looked more about what people can do and got away from like what people see mm. but which is hard on a photo sharing app yeah <laughs> everyone should have a podcast it's true though but but it is really they're really difficult conversations to have yeah I think without so. offending or creating more stigma or more problems but I think we should be empowering people to think about they, they, you couldn't say like what a baseline of being a functional human is mm. there's no sort of agreement in society no it's quite subjective as well mm. And it, but that's and that's not to say that if you can't do those things you don't have value yeah but having a baseline you know from a completely impersonal point of view of like okay what should a human body be capable of doing yeah. to, as a baseline of like oh you, you've got a s scale of whatever or maybe that's just moving towards uh, what's the what's the thing the third right did where they uh, what's it called the Aryan race yeah but now there's a word for it where you try and eradicate certain <laughs> Certain elements of humanity. Uh, right, yeah. I can't think of It's that. not epigenetics or something like that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do not that. Doing that. Christ not doing that. No. Just think people should be able to jump and do forward rolls. Yeah, that's like that is what we're saying. We're not life. saying that we should eradicate certain types of people. <laughs> the non-jumpers. The non-jumpers. Get out of here. But yeah, I think, it, it, I think it always goes back to empowering people. Mm. But they... And that's where something like a pandemic is an interesting one where you start to realize people you need to feel valuable yeah and useful but because we're part of being globally connected is awesome but it also is not what we're built to be so it's very mm. easy to feel lost yeah but it's, it's very easy to feel valuable when you're connected to every single person on this planet yeah and it, it's just like what your purpose is as in it doesn't have to be something but you need to feel useful and what did someone post the other day that really was crushing it was it was something like you know don't don't live don't don't live for a job which will post an advert before your obituary yeah <laughs> That's really crushing. But that, but that's true. Yeah, it's so true. Well, like for to a, to a lot of companies, you are a disposable human. And you do think now, with something like the scale of Amazon, who are already working towards robots mm -hmm. doing it, and they treat humans like robots. So you have an algorithm that dictates how far you walk, where you pick stuff up from, mm -hmm. and at how long it should take you to get yeah. there. And you have to stick to the the rhythm. If they lost money because humans were ill during the pandemic, yeah, will they now just accelerate well, towards? Yeah, oh, well, well, be like, well, if we can get a robot to do it, they're not going to get sick, so it's fine. We'll just replace humans with robots. And then everyone's talking about how supermarket workers were vital. Do you, you, know, yeah. you, you see the the actual value in society, but. Nothing is going to change. No one's suddenly going to be like, I think we should pay all supermarket workers. No, not more, at all. Or delivery drivers. But it's like, it's mental how many people were defined as key workers. 
who would not have been given a second thought outside of the pandemic but then now it's almost that but we've not used the word for the phrase key worker in the last few months and it was like a small frame window of time where everyone was like oh we appreciate the work that you do and then everyone's like oh we'll forget about it now we'll move on you're not a key worker anymore because we don't you're not the only ones working we're all back to normal and the key workers were earning a third of the furloughed wages of people sitting at home yeah and that's not going to be addressed like even you know the government announced the pay rises for certain groups of people but they were announced before the pandemic but they've tricked a lot of people into thinking that it's as a result of the pandemic it's not they were they were decided months and months ago and even then what nurses didn't get a pay rise even though they were the most essential workers arguably and look at us talking like the pandemic's gone away write <laughs> oh. in with all your wild zany conspiracy theories about COVID-19 and how it's fine it has not gone away at all hashtag controversial what? sheeple me? yeah next thing you'll be wearing a mask to potentially prevent oh, people God. dying that we did we covered this in episode I, most of the stuff I say Since. now I'm like mm, how's my early onset dementia Am I, is Mickey just sitting there being like at the end She'll say, oh, um, we spoke about all that what stuff. We've, done it, we've just week repeated after, episode week after four. Week. <laughs> That's right, not many people listen to episode four, so they can have it. No, but that is true. We are talking like it's ended, and it definitely has not ended. But the, the, the way that people are talking about it, the way that the media is talking about it, is as if it has completely gone away. Mm. So, if you're filtering what you're posting, why... Why are you posting or is it that you want to present yourself in a certain way or that you are afraid of repercussions Mm. for some people it's just the mental energy of knowing I I think everything's filtered you run a filter through every conversation you have and that's probably good it's probably not a good idea to say the first thing that comes into your head at all times and I like the fact that if I'm writing I don't know if you know but if you follow me on Instagram, I write quite a lot. <laughs> Instagram remind me by just cutting me off and being like, you have to continue this in the comments. Um, and I plough ahead and assume the two people that read it. But the idea that it gives you... Well, it's just journaling, isn't it? Publicly. And then you filter it because you're like, oh, God, don't judge me. Yeah. Um, but you do have to... It, it helps me to think about what I want to articulate and be careful with my words... But not to be careful that I don't offend someone, but to be careful that I am truly, that I really believe in what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, and, and being able to be coherent and make it so that people understand what mm. you're saying. So that it's not just ramblings like this podcast, <laughs> arguably. Well, I do think about the podcast and I'm like, oh, should we? But we're not providing a service. What do you mean, should we what? Oh, should it be, you know, I was like... Again, I was like, "What? Why do I listen to podcasts?" And I was like, "I'm, but I'm perfectly happy to just do, to just do this. It, you know, it doesn't have to grow into 110 listeners. <laughs> um, but if it, you know, if it never, if it was 110, but they listened all the time. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, two people. Shout out Alex and Lindsay who've listened to all eight episodes. <laughs> yes. Twenty percent no. of the time they listen every time. <laughs> 
yeah, I think, well, it's just a conversation that two people are having that other yeah. people can listen to. And I think it definitely helps if you know us. Oh, yeah, shout out to Penny. He said that when he listens, it feels like he's hanging out with oh, us. Ah, that's nice. And I like that because it yeah. feels like we're hanging out with, our, you know, because if you have met us, you know that you're all just spectators to the show when we're hanging out anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> Do you expect it? Yeah, probably, actually. They're like, oh, my again. God, they're just talking again. They're talking nonsense again. Um, hmm, I had something to say. What did you just say? Was it about team sports? It wasn't about team sports. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that now. No, but um, so you filter stuff, and then with the podcast, it's like, oh, should we have a list of topics? And blah, blah, blah. but it's, you know, I was like, oh, we're gonna run out of stuff to talk about. No, when have we ever but run not, out of stuff I know, to talk but about? You also don't want to be like, oh, what was in the newspapers this week? Oh, uh, no, those are my least favorite podcasts. You're like, oh, let's talk about stuff that's happened in the news. No, I can read the news. That's exactly what we do every week, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Don't want to drag you down. I have just. We just run a social commentary of like two white people talking about what we think about the world. But you know, like the idea of, ah, uh, you know, loads of podcasts. They just do like, oh, it's a great. Uh, they bring on experts and they talk to them, interview them. But I was like. No, don't don't bow to the pressure of improving the quality. Double down on we are going to talk ourselves into a. But if we're talking about if we consistency are, is key. Yeah, but if seventy our years of only making and the everything same that we are like have said we were going to do with Chopwood Carry Water, which we are doing, we yeah. are being adults. We got a bank account. Life is busy. If that isn't adult enough, I don't know what and is. It has got the wrong name on my card, but that's fine. <sighs> Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I got there in the end. It will just use my card. Um, but it was about like doing it yourself and like producing stuff yourself. So if this podcast was anything but a DIY podcast, I think so it was going to be. So yeah. awesome. Obviously, we expect accept sponsorship deals. But Jeff, then we. But then I think coffee, <laughs> glue. <laughs> Still no glue. Um, but if we were going to turn around and be like, oh, now this is a really structured. Thing where we've got topics to talk about I think then that we wouldn't be encouraging the people that we'd want to to do their stuff as well yeah but obviously don't start a more successful podcast oh hell don't start researching stuff it's lame no but like what if That's we have research. what if next week people are like oh there's six new podcasts and then our listening numbers just go through the floor yeah but then we've helped we've won we've We've, yeah, won we've won at life. We can retire and just listen to those six people. Well, do I, remember, it. I used to be friends with some guy, Joe, and uh, I told him oh, years ago he should start a podcast. Don't try and say <laughs> Joe again. <laughs> but for me, that that would be that's what I would like to happen. Yeah, just don't ask us to listen to them. We're very busy. No, oh, I'll listen to them. Owen won't. I will. Oh yeah, like all the films you'll watch. Oh, don't talk to me about films. If you'd like to send Mickey some recommendations of films, um, anything that came out before Space Jam, Mickey won't watch. No, Fit, it's true, the, the cinema was created at Space Jam for you, from yeah. what I can see. Space Jam and Wayne's World. Done. Seen Wayne's World 2? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Not as good as Wayne's World. Mole Rats? What? <sighs> Chasing Amy. No, I just won't. I just right. Here's my problem with Dogma. films. You, have I told? Have I'm I had? Same, same director, different. The I, Breakfast Club. No, but that is actually genuinely on my list. 
I actually do want to watch that. The Lost Boys. And then I'm going to turn into the Breakfast Club. <gasps> this is a good segue into something I wanted to talk about. Okay. But do you want to hear my? Do you want to hear what I think about films? Not really. Oh. Not really. Then put your hand in my face. <laughs> um, I think we should make that every week. That could be the. Okay. So this will be on the Patreon account where we discuss how we can. This is the hook. Every week you'd be just. Well, just every week you'd be like, do you want to hear what I think about films? And every week I'll just be like, no. <laughs> I'll just be like, oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, and then you never get to we'll it. Put a pin and in like it. five years' time, people will be like, what we'll be like, this is the films? episode where Mickey finally tells us about films. <laughs> and you'll just be like, yeah, I think they're great. Okay. Well, um, I won't tell you my, my thoughts and feelings about films then. It's fine. Thoughts and feelings? Hmm. <coughs> Do you want to hear them? Hang on a second. I just think it's a long, long time. My, my argument is fundamentally flawed. I understand that. But I just think it's a long, long time to sit through something that you probably won't enjoy. Or might not enjoy. About any films? I, and I'm only interested recommend. in films that I can have a complete detachment to. So then, well, no, I am emotionally invested, but also, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be made to cry for 45 minutes. I can do that on my own time. 45, what films are you watching at 45 minutes? Carrie, well, like, you really need to watch this film. It's an amazing film. And every time he said that to me, 10 minutes in, I'm like, cool, I'm going to cry. And then some of the films that Carrie's made me watch, I haven't been able to recover from for like an hour. Can't remember the film. There's one with Denzel Washington and a little girl. Oh my god! Cried my eyes out. And then he's like, "Are you okay?" And I'd be like, "No, I need ten minutes by myself after this." I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I remember asking you <laughs> what your favorite. No. <laughs> what your favorite film? No. We won't go into that. But no. You've. I think. I feel like you've grown a lot. I since have then. grown a lot, actually. Beyond. Let's just get out of the open. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, there will be a prize for anyone that can guess what Mickey's no, what Mickey on. said her favorite. No, film I didn't say it was my favorite film. I said yes, it was my did. top five favorite films. And I, I know I said you said it was your five favorite films. No, it wasn't number one. You couldn't name five. I could. I put School of Rock in there. Okay. It was like School of Rock, Monsters Inc. I think oh. you're. I will go back through the notes I kept to. I've already done it, Owen, and I was like, I am mortified. <laughs> I just think you. But were I stand still... by. I stand by kind of what I said. Okay. Anyway. Prizes, if you guess. Write in what you think I put my favorite film down as. Mick, if you guess. No, it wasn't my favorite film. No, if you guess what Mickey's favorite film was. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, it's sh- not my favorite. If you, if you guess. Mickey will watch any film that you recommend. Please, oh, and if okay. you, if you win. Don't listen for a second. Please recommend Marley and Me. <gasps> I've already watched it. What is wrong with you? I will never watch that film. I watched Or that the film. one with Will. Look at me talking to you, the left. Why are you doing this? Because I've started doing it now as well. Will, Will Smith lives in the future and his dog dies. Who wants to watch that? Watch that as well. Can we just make a rule? I watch Moving one. forwards in life, like. If you put a film in it and it's got a dog in it and the dog dies... Don't, I don't want to know. Who... Like, that's... No. Um, I watched Marnie and Me while hungover, so it was a real rollercoaster of emotion for me. But what were you thinking? Like, hmm, what's the synopsis? Man lives his life with an awesome dog and then the dog dies, so he gets a girlfriend. Ugh. 
Worst no, plot no, ever. No, it's not the plot of Mario Me. Okay, he gets a girlfriend, then his dog dies. Yeah, but there's also more bits in it that... Oh, they go on holiday together, then his dog dies. I don't care, because his dog dies. I don't yeah, need to be reminded that the best thing ever to happen to humans... Mm-hmm. Look, some scientist this out is there not about needs to take... <laughs> it is. Needs to take the genetics of giant tortoise... Is that how you refer to them? Tortoise? Take their genes, splice them with a dog... So that do- this is my theory on dogs. Dogs should live a minimum of 250 years. So then you get to die, and then your kids who grew up with the dog get to die as well. But then I also feel but like. But then by the time the grandchildren really, or great grandchildren inherit this dog, they're like, oh, that weird thing that just doesn't move in the corner. When the dog dies, they're like, oh, good. The old dusty thing in the corner. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, okay. That theory. Or if dogs just slowly turn to stone over time, then you're left with a really cool statue. But it's like a really peaceful thing. They just they just get slower and slower. Mm. Then one day they go to sleep in a nice pose. No, I don't like that. Because you'd wake up and be like, oh god, it's concrete. Go put it with the other concrete animals in my garden from my great great great. Let's just not think about it because I'm I'm actually getting quite sad. I had a few topics there. I was like, can't talk about that. Mickey, I'll cry. Why? Can't talk about that. Mickey, I'll cry. Hmm. Maybe we've made it through nine. Well, we're about to get onto the one that's really crushing. Go. No, no, no. So your theory on films, your thoughts about films. I thought we'd done that. No, I'd already done that. What was it? It was so rubbish. Shit. It was so terrible. Um, No, just that. It's a, it's a long time to invest in something that you sometimes don't know if it's going to be worth it or not. Yeah, but you can rest assured... And some people are so in on them that if you watch it and you're like, oh, I didn't really like it, you can't tell that person didn't really like it. The only one to be careful with is trilogies. Mm. But if someone is like, you should watch this film, mm. and they're not... and they're someone you vaguely respect... I will only... I am only interested and excited about... And you can say what you want about this, but just sports documentaries. No, about Disney films, but only because like the colours and the songs and everything is just amazing. Uh, maybe we should get you a spectrum test. I mean, I'm, <laughs> yeah, probably actually. I just I don't, literally like I can I just cut that to like. I'll just put in like I'm only interested in taking mushrooms for the colours <laughs> and the song. <laughs> No, I am. Um... Send that to your parents. Hashtag still listening. Shout out, Mr. Mr. James. Dad switched it off after I brought up the traumatic memories of the hat. He's in counselling now. <laughs> um, no, um, the films with pe- with people in. Sometimes I get to. Again, this goes back to my crippling empathy. Is that I will be like, oh my god, imagine, and then I just can't anymore. Basically, watching films is a real part <laughs> already. I'm like obviously thinking of films. It's too much for me. I just want to watch absolute trash, to be honest, and forget things that are going on in the world. Me and Carrie completed Ink Master, by the way, so we're gutted. The Dave Navarro, mm-hmm. the guitarist, who's the other judge who's always quite mean, short, slick back hair. Was he in Miami? Yeah. That's where I know him from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this... A, it, it has my... Has Dink Master naturally flown into the topic of conversation that you wanted to talk no, about? No. But okay. that's fine. Okay. So, the... 
Alistair Humphreys, who is like a kind of, he coined the term micro-adventure, mm-hmm. and he did really cool stuff, like he walked the M25, <laughs> but not on the road, like yeah, around yeah. the edges, and he okay. does like adventures from his house, and he um, has done like round the world bike trips and stuff. He shared a link the other day, and I was like, ah, oh, I, I want to send it to you, mm. but I'm afraid of the devastating impact it will have on your life. But it's something that we've talked All about All right, so instead before. of just sharing it with me in like a safe space where I can deal with it, you're like, <laughs> I'm going to do this here. All for the content and On the camera. Okay. This is what they, this is what they pay oh, for. I am nervous. Okay. So, the... It's a very similar concept to something that broke my heart and does on a daily basis in that you have you seen the the idea that there was a last time that your parents picked yeah. you up and you didn't know it was the last time that your mum or dad carried you mm-hmm. or the last time like there was a last time Dotty fell asleep in my arms and I didn't know at the time yeah. that it was happening. Yeah. And loads of those moments have passed. Yep. I know, and um, that I always kind of try and consider that on a day to day. You know, that you you don't know the last time you'll say goodbye to someone. Mm-hmm. So if you take out kind of horrific accidents and stuff, just in a general timeline, you grow up and things change, and you never know when that's going to be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's almost worse that it happens softly over time yeah I think that is as opposed to like yeah. an abrupt yeah um, so he shared I'll try and find the link to it and it's a website that just kind of we looks at this can we put the link in the show notes in the not? show notes yeah let me see this in my notes this this is more quality content me quietly looking at my phone waitbutwhy.com okay and it's called the tail end uh, yeah I know you're already right, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> But it's basically measure how you measure time. Yeah. Uh, so we all think we've got time and we don't. And it comes back to people. If you if you think about memento mori, so this is really you, weird that you're bringing this up. Sorry to interrupt, but sorry, I, not sorry, but I am. But I'm going to interrupt. So I wrote a draft blog post this week that I didn't post because I overthought it and then I missed my chance because it was actually really specific to that day. So I'll just do it. I'll do it next week. But it was about how you don't appreciate time. Okay. Anyway, carry on. So. <laughs> I have given you permission to carry on with what you're saying. Thanks, boss. Um, the idea of, you know, remember you're going to die and hold that in your mm. heart at all times is really powerful. And if you want to explore this topic more, go and listen to, I'm going to say it, my friend, Scott McGee. Oh, yeah. No, I, um, think, I think you can say that. <laughs> I still think I need Scott to give me for it. But anyway, uh, so the Sisu Way podcast, if you only listen to episode one, yeah. if you go into it with an open heart, it will change your life. It's amazing. I completely agree. Um, and if you want to delve down deeper, you can listen to the Barbell Buddha and listen to Chris Moore who passed away and his podcasts for a deeper dive into that. Anyway, um, again, talk to camera. <laughs> the idea that time is finite and how you measure it mm-hmm. rather than in years, you can measure it in experiences. Yeah. So, and then it just to brace you. 
the more I go through this, the worse it gets. So, how, how old are you now? 50, 70? No. I am 28. 28. Taking out, if we were to, I don't know, use some sort of statistics, you might live to, let's say, 90, okay? Mm -hmm. And then Kerry takes you to Switzerland. Or you just empathise yourself to death at 90. I mean, I'm empathising myself to death, to death at 60. And you probably. might get to 200 now with science, but let's mm. just say 90. Yeah, we'll go with 90. So you've got 63... Yeah, see, I'm already out. 63 years left. Yeah. Are we are we living 62. a full life to 90? Or are we saying the last five years, you're dribbling in a home? No, I'm going to be a badass. So you're, going all, you're, you're falling off the roof at 90 and dying? Yep. Okay, great. So you've got 63... Where are you getting the three from? 62. 62 Christmases left. See, this is where... I, no, no, no. no. no okay. already, no. 62 Christmases left, yeah? yeah? Which is great. You think, oh, that's great. That's quite a lot. Now, say you spend them half with Carrie's parents, half with yours. Yeah. It's fair, isn't it? Which We're leaves already you down to 31. 31 Christmases mm -hmm. with each other's parents. Based on your parents living to the ripe old age of 100 and... Why are you so, doing this? Let's say Mr and Mrs James... I am not a prophet and I'm not imposing anything on you, but say you make it to 90 as well. Mm. Oh no, Mickey's already gone. <laughs> She's crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm fine. So you've got 31 years left. How old would your parents be in 31 years? 80. 80. Okay, so they make it to there. 31. But you 31. haven't got 31 of you. you got half of those, so you got... Why, no, hold on. Why have I got half again now? Well, that would be you doing 31 back-to-backs. Uh, I've got 15. you got 15 Christmas dinners left with your mum. Now, so this is how to... I'm not saying everyone should just forgive everyone and just live a life where you, nothing matters, but the idea of where you invest your energy and time is important. Oh yeah. Because if you've got an aunt that only comes over for one out of every three, you got like, you know, like you can mm. see how fast it, so you think you got 31, then you realise that actually my parents, you know, like you, what you thought well, was 60 is about 30. About three minutes ago you told me I had 60 yeah. and now we're down to 15. Yeah, and then if you factor in your nan. Yeah. Or your parents' dogs. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. Oh my god, yeah. And you can, this can overwhelm you and become really it could be, I think too much. Can, yeah, I was going to say. But if you need to let go of a grudge, it's mm -hmm. a good bit. Or oh, some people are like, no, I've only got 15 opportunities yeah. left to <laughs> shun them. <laughs> Fuck off, 15 times. Um, and, but, you know, that, so that's a really harsh one. But, but it does do help you place value on those moments. Those moments that you would often take for granted. But also... Because like I was so I sorry I'm really interrupting you today, because um, I was thinking when you when you talk about oh there's a last time there was a last time that I sat in my parents' house as like someone that lived there and like had a coffee as someone that lived there but I didn't think about it and now every time I go home and I have a coffee like sat on the sofa I'm like a guest yeah and you're like oh there was a last time I did this where I lived here and now every time I do it I'm like oh you've got to appreciate this moment because there was a moment where you didn't appreciate it. And it's lost now, isn't it? Just it's in the past. That last moment you had as yeah. someone that lived there. 
but it does help you place value on moments that you probably wouldn't consider as being a like it's not really a milestone but as a moment that is a, like a defining moment in your life like you know like the amount you, you speak to people about Christmases and stuff and people do get so stressed about them and like worked up about who they're spending it with you know people will plan it to the like the second like we've got to leave here at 11 and blah blah but if you think about it as in like oh, well, we've only got 14 of these left after this year so we should probably let go of this insane time schedule we've got and just enjoy it and value those moments that we've got i think it changes your perception of hmm. those sorts of things and those moments and it's so i, th I thought we'd go in with a heavy hit in first yeah like, you know and it's it's with anything your interactions like how many ops you know how many for parents out there with kids going into comp yeah you know how many summer holidays how many family holidays have you got left yet? like there was the last time you and your family went as like in that dynamic yeah on hot yeah on holiday uh just shout out i don't think i've ever been on a family holiday <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to say to that just be just have a moment of silence no and um, a moment of silence no with my with my family but like when i was growing up yeah we don't um, really go to be honest we didn't go on that many um that's just not who we are though that's a funny thing. <laughs> um but the you know so say you've got a kid that's going into comprehensive school so they're 12 what four summer holidays left I went. I started going to. I went to the Reading Festival. First time on GCSE results. Mm. Yeah, that weekend. Yeah. So, that was like me cutting ties with my family. Yeah. And that was it. But you don't. You don't know when it's going to be potentially the last one. Well, not, and it, not. No, but you got a good idea that it's like you've got a few. Yeah. So. Well, it's you know, finite, isn't it? And then that's you know if you work through the summer holidays, that's six weekends. Mhm. Mm yeah. What's like when Carrie's off in the summer? Like, so, those who don't know, Carrie's a teacher. But you get like three, like two weeks in, and you're like, oh, there's only four left. There's only four weekends left. Mm. And you know, so I will work through the summer, and then I, I'm like, oh, there's only six opportunities for us to go away unless I take time off. And when you think of it like that, you're like, oh, it's really not that much time. No. Um, and it doesn't have to just be, but the idea of you get like, you know, your one wild and precious life. I do agree that you don't, it's not about having to, well, I do, no, I do think you should be trying to change the world, but in your own way. Yeah. And it's not about having some higher kind of calling or whatever, but the idea that everyone thinks they've got time and they don't. Mm -hmm. So if you do have... If you're sitting on any inclination to do something, you should definitely. You do should it. have started. You should have been. We doing should have done it yesterday. Yeah, because your opportunities become like because anything you look at, you might say like, oh well, I've got six summer holidays left, but mm -hmm. there's other factors that are going to come in and yeah. diminish that at every yeah kind of opportunity. And ironically, it started with the notion of you know books like. Uh, you know, you aspire to be more well-read, or films. Yeah. Oh, you should watch all these films. Mm -hmm. There's only so much time. So, reading a book. If you wanted to read, if you made a list of like books to read before you die, mm. and how many books you read in a year. Say you read ten books a year, which is way more than I read. Yeah, it's quite a lot. 
then if you've got 60 years left mm -hmm. and you do 10 bucks a year, yeah. you've got 600 bucks, no, six, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 600 bucks left mm -hmm. to read. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Which sounds loads, but actually, mm. there's, you know, we could look through the window there and there's like a thousand bucks. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, how do you narrow it down? Yeah, exactly. How many and how many out of those six hundred are gonna be terrible books that you wish you'd never read? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's just a. It's a very good way of being like, oh, I should definitely do the thing. Do the meaning, thing, yeah. Do the thing that I've been meaning to do. Or even you know, in terms of like you said, like oh, I think everyone can change. Like, change in the world, and it's subjective, I suppose, in terms of changing the world, because you could change the world, or you could just change someone's world. But if you're worried about reaching out to someone or saying something, you know, filtering yourself on Instagram, you know, you could do a post that changes someone's day that day if you don't filter what you're going to say, if you don't worry about what you were going to say on there. But if you put it in the context of if I don't say it, there's a finite amount of time before I run out of opportunities to say or reach out to that person mm. or do the thing I've been meaning to do. Just means you got to say it or do it. Yeah. Live your best life. Yeah. Because you've only got 15 Christmases left. I'm sorry. Fuck. I'm going to text my mum and dad after this. We're never going to do a Christmas issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. And also for people that, you know, maybe it does mean you have to be a little bit more selfish or selfless at times. Depending on what your priorities yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. But the, yeah, I think it comes, it's really difficult, isn't it, that we live in a world where most people kind of work till their mid-60s and die at 70. Oh, I know. So if you're doing work just to survive, which most, you know, a lot of yeah. people are, it's, it's really difficult. Because yeah. we, the whole system is rigged around that. Mm -hmm. And then you get 65 and you're like, oh, I can do all the things I want to do now with my arthritic knees yeah and you've got five years and you've done none of those things or your body doesn't function you can't do forward rolls or jump so the last five years of your life are yeah I mean I think you can look at it as a really sad a really sad way of looking at the world and a way of making you want to cry but at the same time I think it's a really good motivation and a really positive way of being like I need to do that or I'm going to run out of opportunities to do it or you have to let stuff go but you know it's the it's the indecision that's hard isn't it mm -hmm. but yeah I don't you know what's the worst case you try but yeah, yeah when it comes to ch you know changing the world is a I do believe in the kind of telephone tree effect mm -hmm. if you just you know so I've been debating on the internet again. But the idea of like sometimes it's not the person that you're you know, if you post something and someone comments back and you get into a discourse about it, it may not be that person that you impact. Yeah. But the people that see it or see that you've, you know, held space yeah. for the person and listened or talked or provided information to counter an argument, you don't know the impact you're having further down no and on that I was like we were talking about 
was talking to someone about that conversation that you were having on your Facebook, and I was like, well, I think he's Look at doing... us filtering. I know, and I was like, oh, I think he's dealing with it really well. I don't think I need to weigh in because if I weigh in, I just think I'm, I think I'm adding just an echo to what you're saying, and it just makes it look like, for me, I was like, it's just going to make it look like I'm ganging up on someone. So it's like a two to one scenario. But then someone was like, the person I was talking to was like, no. I need the world to know where I stand on this, so that's why I want to say something. And I was like, oh yeah, I, can, I never looked at it like that. And it's the idea, I suppose that's, it's not necessarily to tell someone that they're wrong, but also to show other people. Yeah, it's it's like not virtue not as, signaling. Not as virtue signal, signaling, but that there is another perspective to it. And that, and also if they're able to share what they want to, maybe that triggers someone else to share what they want to be able to say. Mm-hmm. triggering people to say or to speak up but it's it, I think the problem becomes there's you know I don't think certain things are, like some people are like, oh I don't want this to become political so like the national trust at the moment people are like don't get political yeah that's by crazy talk discussing yeah. the fact that they, they have objects that are have benefited from like the slave yeah. trade and it's like it's not polit. that's not a put like Racism is not political. No, it drives me mad how many people think that racism is a political issue. Like it's clearly not. And also, life is but whether you like it or not, life is political. Like you, by saying I don't get involved in that, you're getting involved in it. Mm-hmm. You know, in that you are just defaulting to the side. There used of the to be oppressor. a really clever advert on TV that was like someone was like, I don't do politics. Don't talk about politics, and then they would they were like it trying was to have a pub. Pub. yeah, and then they'd be like, "You don't do politics, you can't talk about that." And it was like literally everything was embedded in politics and like political decisions. But the idea that racism is a politically fueled movement is baffling. Like how do, and and it, I suppose it's for some people it might be easier because they can dehumanize what's going on and just make it a political ideology that you are not attributing to people, but. Well, yeah, I suppose it just makes people... Eat. I think those people that are like, oh, stop, you know, the National Trust thing, where it's like, oh, I can't believe you've gone so political. For I them, think they should just ban those people, though. Yeah, they should be like, well, right, that person... Cool, you, so and when people are like, oh, I'm going to cancel my membership, cool, National Trust should just be like, oh, we've done it for you, thank you. Like, so, you don't, don't, don't put the effort in. Someone was like, oh, uh, I just come here to see old stuff and furniture. I don't want to know, but... Oh. What, the, what? But, like, so, yeah, this is... But I think it makes it easier for those people to be like, there are no humans attached to this. This is just a political story, as opposed to it being like, this is about actual human life. But this is where we are at as a society where, look, you, there are sides and there is, as far as I can say, right and wrong. But, we, you know, cancel culture, all these things, there's no space to discuss stuff or let people you know it it descends really fast into right and wrong and arguments but the i so the someone i was having a discussion with like messaged me and was like well one thing i will say is that you between me and him that they believe that they can hold different ideals and it not become a huge issue between us mm. and there's a line mm. <laughs> but the idea of what i tr- what I try and do. No, but I think what would be really helpful is if we tried to understand why people, or listen to people to hear why they believe stuff, not to give it 
more weight or to make it valid mm. if you disagree but so that you understand like do you think that most people are inherently unkind and evil or want to cause pain because uh, right now I feel like if you look at how the UK votes and how the UK acts maybe the majority of people hold racist beliefs mm-hmm. and ultimately support capitalism and classism and are afraid of refugees and asylum seekers and think the working class are, you know the majority of people we lit like that our government reflects that mm-hmm. but do you think that most of those people have the intention of being hateful and holding you know those ideologies or is it that they their mimetic frames have yeah. led them to that yeah and if you look at the sources of information these people are getting it from you there you can kind of see why those people are do hold those opinions and stuff and Let's we not make it right or wrong no and we know that well sci- science will say that presenting people with facts is actually counterproductive yeah. they, will, they will double down mm-hmm. on their beliefs but letting people talk about stuff and listening to you know I'm not saying everyone should listen to a racist you know to, to but like you can't there's two ways in it We're either, you're either going to have to drown them out mm-hmm. and force change but then I don't think it's going to you're just going to have peop- oppressed racists. Which I don't know if that's a word thing. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's kind of fun to think about, but, but I, yeah, it's not going to fix it. No. Y- you have to think about why does it exist. And is that because of evolution and that we're just hardwired to be mm-hmm. smaller groups? Or is it because the mainstream media is abhorrent, the school system is massively flawed, mm-hmm. and we're not going to move forwards until that's fixed. You know, if there's kids in comprehensive school who are racist, mm-hmm. we've got problems. Yeah. And there are. Yeah, and there's no lack of information. No. And there's, like, no data support. Like, people will... will say that there's a problem with immigration and have no tangible... But no, and I think that there is a lot of that is deep rooted in fear, and the fear of that has been projected by mainstream media that people are going to lose opportunities because of it. There's no evidence to suggest that at all. But if those are the sort, if you, if you're consuming, it goes back to that idea what we were talking about at the start of being able to like empower people to know what's bullshit and what's not bullshit, and not and being able to like be had like view the mainstream media with a critical eye but for a lot of people that's not and it is and it's also being able to use your voice and speak about stuff that you believe in and then be prepared to listen and accept that sometimes you're going to be wrong it's hard It's, it's so hard being able to say this is how i feel and then wait for people to be like well actually there is a counter argument for that is is really difficult and like you know, in my job you get it a lot because you'll find some evidence of something and then someone will want to have a counter-argument for it. So, you, you know, you, I almost feel like 
daily I'm just waiting for someone to correct me. But it is like it is really difficult to have to wait is for waiting for a response. But I think that opens up a lot of really important conversations you should be having. And being wrong isn't a character flaw. It doesn't define who you are. It just means that you're open to learning. Mm. And that makes you a better human, I think. And I think But I think the the, the listening thing is a problem that a lot of people have. I think a lot of people just want to say and then not listen. Yeah. And not take on board what other people say. Or they are exhausted with it and they're like, oh, let's not talk about that. Or don't get, well, <laughs> I, you know, on a weekly basis, people are like, oh, don't start him off now. Yeah. Because I'm a Or like, I don't want to hear it. Mm. I don't want to know. Well, you should know. You should hear it. Mm. Well, you have a finite number of, I don't know, some people see their friends every day. But a lot of times, you know, there's people that you care about that you see a few times a year. Mm. So you have like a finite number of conversations left. Or even if you go, if you factor in now tragedies, like you don't know. So I think it's important that people are able to discuss stuff and listen to each other. That's where the, I don't know, maybe that's where change, like it's in combination, you definitely need people demonstrating, writing, taking to the streets, but there's also people need to feel heard. But if you, you know, the responsibility of it, if you want to be heard, you have to hear others as well. Yeah. And listen. Mm-hmm. Would, is, is got to be happening alongside it so that people... Can, but I think if you, if we really want to change moving forwards, this is where critical thinking skills and a culture within the school system should be based around, you know, not like, oh, you go on the debate team, but like school should be based around learning through discussion and like yeah. social skills. And I know it happens, but the fact that we have a bunch, like I went to school with people that I saw on the EDL march, mm proves to me that something went wrong mm -hmm. because you should not be at 18 19 unable to discern racist rhetoric mm -hmm. from facts yeah or flat earth if if school works yeah. flat earth is not a thing mm -hmm. yeah but it's not it is a thing. It's very much a thing. You know, simple. you can do simple experiments to prove concepts and theories. Yeah. Well, it's science. <laughs> it's science. <laughs> it's science. Yeah, and just how do we encourage that? What's more important? Um, emotionally intelligent, socially well-rounded human beings or those that can just forget to or Pythagoras uh, I think we know where I stand on that yeah forward rolls and jumps forward rolls and jumps parkour that's all you, you need in life I, I am, like so right now I'm, it, I'm at a crossroads in my life where I don't want to feel like I'm too old to start something but I really want to be a parkour athlete <laughs> I think it's like the highest oh. expression of humans this is true are you joking no I feel it? I feel really mournful of the fact that I'm like, oh, I've wasted my whole life by not being able to run up buildings. Why don't you just do it? I'm gonna. Okay. But you know, 
Look, you've only got 15 Christmas Exactly, left, yeah. So if no. you don't start... You're going to do a Ford roll every Christmas. Yeah. No, but, I, yeah, there's a lot Is of stuff. Is there a Masters category in parkour? I don't want to compete. That's not what it's about. But, so, <laughs> in the, the, in the French dude that basically popularised or is yeah. the fan, the, mm -hmm. regarded as the founder, had an amazing quote. And what did he say? Someone was asking him about parkour and what he thinks, you know, in terms of competitions. And he was like, it's not for me to say what anyone should do. If you want to compete in parkour, you should. And he's like, it's not, like, all I would say to you is, it's not about being the best. It's just about being better. I love that. That's what, I really like that. And I think it applies to everything in life. It really does. Yeah, and it, so, the compound interest theory of 1%, be 1% better. Yeah. If you focus on being 1% better over time, but then I was like, I was thinking that out and I was like, oh, well, that can become quite dangerous. But, you know, like if you just hold that as a sort of mantra. I really like it. You know, list on 1% better. Yeah. It can be applied everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, don't be the best. Just be better. Oh, yeah. It's a better way to, yeah, it's, it's the best way to. It's just... the best way. No, I agree. <laughs> I really like that quote. Mm. I'm going to write that down somewhere. But yeah, I think, do you, are you okay? You're looking directly into the sun. Yeah, but I'm being blinded and I'm probably sunburned, but it's fine. Hang, hang tight. No, what are you going to do? What's the problem? I mean, I can live. No, it's okay. Well, my retinas won't, but... Sorry, if you obviously can't see this in the podcast, but Owen's now the makeshift umbrella using... A gymnastics mat, my parkour mat. Using his parkour mat. There we go. Okay, but how are you going to keep that up there? Yes! Uh, with science. Okay. If we had some glue from our selfish listeners. <laughs> oh, this podcast studio is such a... Epic. What time are the birds turning up? The birds haven't made an, any appearance, and neither have the bin men. Oh, the bin men were early today. Yeah, what the hell are they doing? Well, COVID's over now, isn't it? So they can... Just be out and about, is it? Yeah. I think yeah. it was dangerous after, before nine. <laughs> it was at COVID's most... only live at nine. Right. That's why old people could shop in the shops mm. before nine. That's right. You know the sun's got in there, don't you? We scared, like when I scare the birds off, scared the sun away. <laughs> um, yeah, so just, you know, be better. So the one, you know, 1% rule. There we go, completed life. But yeah. how do you, it's not that small talk is bad. I really hate it when you do a sigh before things, because I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is he going to say Well, just next? people, I just, again, you do you, but I think most people have podcast-worthy conversations that they shy away from. Yeah. And if you're around people that consistently don't want to discuss or have like a healthy argument with you. Yeah. But I think it's overwhelming for some people. And that's well, so. Did I you think see... people genuinely live their life as ignorance is bliss. Mm. Some people just aren't. Some people just don't want to face reality <laughs> or engage in it. Which is okay, but I don't know. I just think if we're going to move the needle for everyone we all have a responsibility to just think a bit more critically about 
actions and what we do. Mm-hmm. So again, people that are putting out, you know, overall like trying to be like influential and positive on Instagram, but are just doing like so they'll they'll have a body positivity type account, but they're also doing like shopping hauls yeah. where they're buying clothes every week. Mm-hmm. And that whole idea of what, can I, what what the heck like I do not understand the draw to watching someone open boxes of clothes and be like this is what I bought I just yeah. don't understand it well it's living vicariously through people isn't it yeah I just don't, I just don't get it I spent £500 a Zara watch me bring out all the clothes I bought and it's like oh great I don't well, it's, it, it, but it's distraction it? isn't it in the same way my kids like watching people unbox toys but I, as a kid I kind of get that as an adult, I don't understand why you're watching someone be like, I bought this t-shirt. Like, you're an adult, get in your car and go to the shop and have a look what's in the shop. Yeah, but people can't, so they're seeing these people spend the money. And it, I think for a lot of people it's, like, oh, imagine I had a £500 Zara haul. Imagine you know. did. Heaven knows what would be in can there. I, can I buy clothes from Zara? There we go. Should I try and do a £5 Zara haul? I think you should go in Zara. I think I'd look super fresh. What did they sell in Zara? Well, clothes. I mean, it's not the most outrageous shop. You probably could find something you'd like in there. I'll just go in and be like, I'll have the mannequin. Whatever the mannequin <laughs> is wearing, dress me as such. Yeah. I will not do that. Don't do that. Uh, so, uh, do we start on another rant? No, should um, we save it for next week? Yeah, maybe we should. Just be, just be better, not the best. Not the best, but be better. I think that's a good point to end on. I like that. Done. Done. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> Every time you say it, I hate it. <laughs>